So if we want to go ahead and get started, we can open it up uh, with a question from Eric Walden. Eric, go for it. Donovan, nice to see you. How you doing? I'm doing well. Good to see you. So I guess I'll just start off with the obvious one that, that jazz fans are wanting to know about. And uh, people just want to know, how, how is the relationship between uh, you and you and Rudy? Yeah, um, you know, I'll kind of address this one just for everybody and kind of just leave it uh, after this. To be honest with you, I understand that y'all got to ask this question. But, you know, right now we're good. We're going out there ready to hoop. Um, and I think the biggest thing, you know, that – that kind of sucked was that it took away from the guys on the team, um, took it to go the guys on the team were trying to do. And I, I really wish that, you know, as going forward, you know, I think that'll be really the primary focus is just us gelling as a team, because obviously you Rudy and I had COVID and whatever happened, happened, but you know, now we're ready to hoop and focus on the team as, as a whole, you know, because we're not really trying to keep taking attention away from what everybody's got going on. Obviously we got boy now, so we have some guys that are really looking good and, and ready to step up. And uh, that's what we're really excited about. Thank you. Okay, great. Uh, next question we will get from Tony Jones. Tony? Uh, we can't hear you, Tony. Come on, Tom. I just click the unmute button. My bad. I got. I forgot to unmute. Um, uh, how you doing, first of all? Second of all, um, you know, what are some of the things that, that you, you did uh, with your time off uh, basketball-wise, just staying in shape, um, staying sharp, and, and, and you know, just kind of working on your craft? Um, it was tough, to be honest with you. It was tough to kind of – because I really didn't have much. I was in the basement of my, my mom's house for most of the time. But uh, really doing a lot, of, a lot of sprints. You know, I think it took about maybe three weeks off. Um, and I think for after that, I just kind of got into the weights. We continually did weights with the team on via zoom. Um, but did a lot of sprints on the, on the, uh, on a field right down the street from my house, a lot of bike exercises, um, as much as I could conditioning wise, understanding I couldn't get onto a court, uh, for, for a very long time. And I've been, you know, I've been fortunate enough to have a court, you know, and kind of get after for the past month and a half, two months. So, uh, that's really what I've been at. Just continue to re refine my game and, and work on what I what I can, you know, obviously with really no rebounder and really no help, you kind of, it's kind of like being in the park by yourself, but it's been, it's been weird. It's been challenging. Um, even got to shooting in my backyard um, on concrete. That's really what it came down to just because, you know, the resources that I had, I didn't really have much, but uh, now that we're back, we're glad to be back in market and kind of just get right to it and um, just continue to pick up where we left off. Okay. Thanks, Donovan. Uh, next question will be from Sarah Todd. Sarah? Hey, Don. How's it going? How you doing? Um, good. I have a couple of questions. Um, they're related to each other. The first one being, um, I just want to get your feelings and thoughts about kind of what happened after the Utah Jazz Black Lives Matter post and then your Juneteenth mm -hmm. post. And mm -hmm kind of your feelings around that situation and how you feel your approach moving forward should be or anything that your thoughts and then tail tailing off that what your approach will be in Orlando to kind of try to keep the conversation going around racial inequality and reform and things like that. Um, I'll start off with the first one. I think, you know, I think it opened a lot of eyes 
to be honest with you, when um, that post uh, came out and the comments and stuff, and it's easy for people to say, don't read them. It's tough when there's outrageous and, and, and crazy. And then you click on the C and it's not like they're bots, you know, as people call them, they're, they're people who live not only here, but in, in different places. And I spoke out about it, especially primarily here because I live here. I play here. Um, I represent, you know, us as 15 guys represent the jazz as far as the Utah, as far as basketball is concerned. And we use, we understand that it's not just basketball that we, you know, we're, we use our platform, not just for what we do on the court, but what we do off the floor, you know, myself, Mike, uh, JC went protesting. Um, so many different guys on our team have done so many different things. And I think to see that after understanding that the same people that were saying what they were saying were the same ones coming to celebrate and, and, and cheer. And I think that's, that's really where I was just, I can lie to you pretty pissed off. And it's kind of like, man, like, you know, for, for my, for my career, I speak for myself when I say this for the past two, two, three years, you know, I gave it all. And then, you know, that you see that and it's tough to see that as an African-American male, because not only just what happens in Utah, I, I understand it's not just a Utah thing. And I want people to understand that it's not like, it's just Utah. It happens everywhere. It, it's, it's, it happens everywhere. But, you know, like I said, I spoke out on, it, especially because I play here and I'm, and I, and I live here and I wanted to be known that I'm going to continue to use my platform, continue to use my voice that I, that I have, because I feel like that's, that's what's necessary. And I think a lot of people don't understand certain situations that I've been brought up in that, you know, Royce has been brought up in Mike, JC, uh, Emmanuel, Rudy, like there's so many different uh, backgrounds and guys come from different backgrounds. I think people, you know, not only just in Utah, but everyone need to understand that, you know, the experiences that we have may can be completely different. And hopefully this conversation opens a lot of eyes, especially here in Utah, because, um, you know, there's a certain stigma. There's no secret about it, that about Utah. And, you know, obviously the comments didn't didn't help. But, you know, for for us as athletes, we wanted to be known that we won't stand for any of the the racism and, and whatever came. What else comes with that? You know, I think that's the biggest thing for for my comments and um, and reading and, and responding to what we responded to. Um, and then, sorry, the second part of your question. How do you uh, how do you keep the conversation going in Orlando? Um, I think we do it. I think we do it in many different ways. Um, to be honest with you, I think you know we're doing a, we're doing a great job. I think the PA and the league has done a great job of understanding putting the Black Lives Matter on, on the court, and that way it's at least aware. People, it's always on people's minds. It's going to be right there, you know. But I think the one thing that does <clears throat> that 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 is unfortunate is that we can't be there on the front lines anymore helping out, you know, at least the teams that are in the bubble. So we have to do it not just as players, but as a, as a, as a, as a league, we have to really make a statement. Um, we're working on a bunch of things that I, I can't really say right now, but I think there's a lot of things that are going to come out of us being down there in that bubble. Um, but, you know, I, I, I do wish to be honest with you, I do wish that we were able to be there on the front lines as opposed to being in that bubble. I, and I, that's my personal opinion because I think that's just, something that really needs attention, you know, as opposed to, you know, people talking about who had 30 or 40 or who won this game. It should be about Breonna Taylor. You know, it should be about so many other different things that are going on in the world right now that should be really brought attention to. Uh, but with that being said, work calls and duty calls and we have to go and we'll go down there and continue to, to use that platform that we have down there partnered with different teams, different guys in the league, and then uh, our league as well to go out there and, and make the most of it and, and go out there and continue to, you know, spread the message and, and, and spread all of the knowledge that a lot of guys in this league have, you know, a lot of guys one through 15, you know, whether it's uh, LeBron, Steph Curry, or the 15th man on the roster, it doesn't matter who it is. 
Um, guys have voices, and I, I think they're doing. I think we're going to do a great job when we go down there. Have one guys one through fifteen, let their voices be heard. Thank you. All right. Uh, next question will be from Eric Woodyard. Eric. Uh, what's up, man? What up, Big? <clears throat> so for you, man, early on in your career, man, you've received no, so much positive attention, man, from coming out of nowhere from Louisville, mm -hmm. doing whatever everything you did. How has it been for you to deal with that side of it? I mean. Now you're seeing the other side of professional basketball from receiving negative attention and being in the middle of things. How has that, has that shaped your opinion of being a professional or what's your thoughts on just all you had to go through these last few months? <laughs> I make the joke. It's been a long few months for me. I can't lie to you. Um, but I think the biggest thing, it's allowed me just, it allows you a sense of maturity, you know, like allow you to grow and, and kind of, I think the biggest thing with, this virus and, you know, the unfortunately it came to the death of George Floyd. It opened not just my eyes, but a lot of people's eyes in this country to a lot of different things. Um, and I think it's a lot of people to kind of just stop and sit back. You know, as you know, as you, you, you know, you like I've been going nonstop since I got into the league, you know, whether it's you get in, you start playing the dunk contest, the playoffs, go to China, go to all the different places for Adidas, come back, play again go back overseas, play with Team USA, and then another shoot tour. So I've been going nonstop, really. So now I think this time has allowed me really just to sit back and just watch. You know, I'm asking questions from guys around the league, how they handle different things. And I think it's been a time for me to really just find myself in a way that, you know, I never really found because I've been on the move for so long. So it's allowed me to kind of sit there and understand that, one, this is a business, you know, and 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 being a professional, this, there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows. And I knew that on the court especially, but off the court, like you said, there's so many different things. There's going to be things that are great. And there's going to be things that kind of open your eyes and kind of make you sit back and, and just reevaluate and look at things. And I think that's been the biggest thing for me and just being able to adapt to that without, you know, kind of going crazy. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question from Tim McMahon, AP, Tim. I mean, ESPN, sorry. I was going to say I changed jobs. Hey, Donnan. Um, <laughs> I respect you wanting to move on from the situation with Rudy. Uh, I hope you respect mm -hmm. that we have a job to do as well. So I do have a couple of quick sure. questions on that. Um, sure. the, the first, you're a smart, savvy guy. You, you understand the way the league works, the way media works, the way a situation like that uh, is going to draw speculation. Why did you let that linger for the last three plus months instead of addressing it, whether it's a tweet, Instagram, or, or, or doing some media? Because I feel like, you know, for me, I, it's no secret, Tim, that I, was, I, I wasn't happy at the beginning. This, I've mm -hmm. said that publicly. It's no secret to that. So for me, it was like, I'm not going to continue addressing something that I, one, didn't feel was true. You know, obviously, we had the article that came out with um, – Sorry, what's his name? Um, Shams, you know, and everyone saw that. And I'm, I just, to be honest with you, and no disrespect to you guys, but it's like I'm not trying to give things clicks that, you know, just to have a story, you know, and then I kind of go back and then it brings more like, you know, you know what, we know what it is internally as a team and that should be it, you know, and I think like that's part of what Eric kind of, Eric asked that question, part of that maturity and growing up because I could have easily went back and forth with whoever on Twitter and kind of addressed it, but I'm just like, you know what, like, there's no need for that. My teammates and my coaches know how I feel. And I feel like that was a moment where I was just like, you know what, that's it. And I'm leaving it at that. And that's really how I felt. And on top of that, like I said, it, it really took away from like 
guys on like what guys are working on, what guys, cause we talk about what we've been working on the past two months. And I feel like that's really been hijacked because of this whole thing. And, you know, it's easy to kind of go out there and say something, but no, like I, I wanted my teammates to know this is how I feel. And I'm, there are moments where you're just tired of continuing to hear over and over again. And I'm tired of addressing it kind of going, no, that's not true. Or no, this is not true because then you find yourself all over Twitter trying to call out people for no reason. So I just left it and addressed it with my teammates. Okay. And, and the other question I had, um, Talking to people around your organization, talking to Rudy himself, acknowledge that there was some tension between you guys before. And the way it was described mm-hmm. to me is kind of typical co-star, two out of ten on an NBA drama type of tension. Um, Rudy acknowledged a lot of that was him complaining about, you know, give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball. Uh, how would you describe that working relationship going, you know, pre-pandemic? And, and how maybe did that tension impact the way you felt once the, uh, once you tested positive? Um, I mean, obviously you look at, and I'm not, please don't quote me as comparing us to Shaq and Kobe and, and Penny and Shaq, you know what I mean? But like you look at all great or all duos or whatever it may be, um, you know, for us, it's like, you know, there's going to be tension. There's going to be back and forth. You know, obviously I feel like I should be right here. He should be feel like he should be right there, but it's always going to happen. It happens on every team. doesn't matter they win championships or their last place team, it's always going to happen. So I feel like even in a work environment, you're not going to always get along or go out to eat or, you know, hang out with, you know, your teammates. Um, so that's that. And then, um, sorry, the second part of your question. Maybe how, how did that, that, that tension and, and the frustration that you might've been feeling towards Rudy mm-hmm. uh, impact the way that you felt when you did test positive and, you know, kind of as you were processing that. I consider that, Tim, I consider that two separate things one is basketball one is a working relationship and the other one is life um i consider that separate um so yeah i don't think that really had any carryover appreciate it okay uh guys we have one uh question left that's all the time we have so we're going to do a quick one from andy larson andy i bet Hey, Donovan. So you wanted to ask what went into your decision on whether or not to play and, and kind of what what you're considering as you decide whether or not to go into the bubble, basically. Um, the biggest thing for me is honestly, like I said, I didn't really have the the resources during this time off. This isn't a typical time off where like, it's like the off season. It wasn't a vacation. Um, I think for me, the biggest thing we're coming back is injury. Um, you know, not having played uh, for maybe like 120 days or something like that, you know, and kind of just being at a complete halt and then kind of going right into games that matter. You know, it's not like these eight games are just like the preseason where you kind of sit out. These games matter. And um, I think that's my biggest concern. You know, obviously I'm different than other guys because some guys have had facilities. You know, Mike has, Mike had a facility in his house. He's been able to really, I think, has one as well. But, you know, I had my my garage with my little dumbbells and a treadmill and a bike uh, for the whole time. So that's really where my concern is, honestly, you know, and obviously it's no secret that, you know, that it's been out there that I said that I was really nervous about getting injured. And that's still the same case. You know, it hasn't changed. Um, You know, for right now, like I said, if I'm, if I, if I do play, I'm, I'm ready to go. It's not like I'm behind the eight ball or anything like that, but my, my biggest concern is, the injury aspect, you know, and obviously there's contractual implications for myself as well. That's, that's no secret as well, but that's my biggest concern because you go from sitting down really, you know, and obviously there's working out, but there's difference than playing five on five 
meaningful five-on-five games as opposed to playing, you know, in practice or whatever we have coming up. Do you feel like the three-week training camp is enough to, to you know, get back in shape? We'll find, we'll find, we'll find out. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I, like I said, I've never, never really – no one's really ever been done this before, except for guys who've been through a lockout. But um, I don't know. We'll we'll find out. And but I, I know for me, just that's my biggest concern. Um, and I've, I've addressed that with my my teammates and coaches and everyone. But that's one of my biggest fears for sure.